Shake your, shake your neighbor's hand and you may be seated this morning before the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. I, I, I want to talk about the provider, the, the source of our supply. Amen. And, and uh, just, to, just to go on with what's going on is, uh, is to thank God because he is our true supplier. He is the true provider. Amen. And so to understand that it's comforting to know that the God, our Father, who which we love and which we desire to seek and get a hold of, he takes care of us. He takes care of the lack in our lives. He, he takes care of the shortage that takes place in, in today's society when everybody was talking about the economy fall. Amen. God's people were rejoicing because how many of God takes care of us when things happen? Come on, somebody. When, just when you, think that it, 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 when you think everything is going wrong, God turns things around. And that's the God that we serve. And, and from the beginning, and from the beginning, if you spend time in God's word, you know from the beginning God has always wanted to take care of God's people. Come on, always from the beginning, he, he always wanted to take care of God's people. The Bible says in, in Genesis chapter 1, if we would just see what it says, verse 1 and 1 says this, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. This is what he created. He created the heavens and he created earth. He created everything that's in it and above it and around it. And if we look really quick to verse um, 29, the Bible says these words, and God said, see, I have given you every herb that I yield seed which is on the face of all the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you it shall be for good and here he's talking to man he's talking to Adam he's an Adam he's, he's telling Adam in other words he's telling him I am the God who's providing everything I'm giving you everything that is needed he, he says he's laying out everything for him because God has always desired again to provide for his people. Amen. Uh, he's always desired to provide for us. But how many know even when man himself, listen carefully, had a need? Because the Bible says that Adam looked and everybody had a couple, but he didn't have nothing. He was by himself. And the Bible said it, it wasn't right for man to be alone. And all of a sudden we see in Genesis chapter 2, it says these words in chapter 2, verse 22 through 24. The Bible goes on and says that then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. See, God is God can do anything. If he can make a woman out of ribs, come on, somebody. I, I just, you know, he, he, he look, if you look at rib, your rib look like this. And he made a woman that, that looked a woman from this to this. God can shape anything and do anything. That's the God that we serve. He, he, he got, you don't hear me though. He took a rib from a man and he made it plenty for man. He took, come on somebody, amen. He, he took one rib, he took one lunch and made, made a woman who could make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hello somebody. Lord have mercy. And it goes on, it says, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. He brought her. Listen, he, he, God will always bring you a man, girls. You don't hear me though. You don't have to find it yourself. He'll bring a man to you. He'll bring you the right man. Amen. And, and, and I'm telling you, men, God will bring you the woman. He'll, he'll take care of you. Come on, somebody. If you, if, if, if you, if you desire, God will take care of you. There's no lack of ribs. Hello, somebody. That's what they got stores called the rib shack. Amen. 
Look at verse 23. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woo man. Hello, somebody. Because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. See, God says, man, I'm providing for you. I'm giving you a garden of Eden, and I'm taking care of everything that's there. I'm giving you also a woman who's going to take care of you, that you can become one, that you will leave and cling and become one. Now, this is what I'm telling you. And all of a sudden, man becomes weird. You know, you know, because men get weird. You know how you are. And women become chismosas. I mean, they become really uh, uh, curious. Curious. And so all of a sudden, what happens in their curiosity, when God, they got here, I'm saying God was the supplier. God was the supplier. God became the provider for man's need for a helpmate and companionship as long as man kept God's word. His every need was supplied regardless of the level of the need. If he kept God's word and if he did according to what God had told him, he told him you can have anything you want in this place. Just do not touch this tree of good and evil. I've given you everything you need. I'm giving you what you desire. I'm, I'm giving you, amen, this place and that. But please, amen, leave alone the tree that's going to rot in your teeth. The tree that's going to rot in your soul. And it's going to get you kicked out of your house. Amen. See, when man commits high treason, he shuts the door on God and accepts a new provider. When man does his own thing, he shuts the door on God's provision. When man and woman does not consider the source who God is, and shut the door on God, guess what? They pick up a new source. Some say a new source. A new source. And the new source that Adam and Eve picked up was, a, 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 it was Satan, was the devil. Supplied him with pain, sickness, hunger, fear, poverty, lack, and want. He told them because you did that, and they were all considered themselves naked. And God said, "What are you at? Well, I'm I need to show you the beginning before you can see the end. Sometimes we forget the beginning. And a lot of times, we only, when you miss the beginning of the movie, you missed it all. Oh, you missed that one. When you missed it, see, I like, when I go to the movies, I like to go before they even start. I like to watch the previews. I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather pay to see the previews in the movies sometimes. Because I want to see what's coming next. That's why when I show up to the movies, I'm selfish. I tell my wife, here's the money, go buy the food. I'm going to the... I go straight to the... She's like, oh my God. But she lets me go because she loves me and she knows I like the previews. She don't like the previews. I love the previews. So I go in and sit down and watch. Oh, that's going to come in. Hey, babe, this movie's coming out next. Then we watch... This is the beginning so you can see the end. So all of a sudden, man does what he does and, and he don't listen. And he tells him, he tells him straight out. He says, who told you you're naked? Because... 
I had, God, I, I, I leaned on my own understanding. And I, I went and did what I thought was right. Now, listen to what I'm going to tell you. God no longer had the right to be man's provider. In order to gain, listen carefully, gain that position back, he established a contract and covenant with man, a man named Abraham, whose name was, left, was later changed to Abraham. And I want you to notice that the conversation which took place between God and Abraham. There's a conversation that took place. So now, woman had to, listen here, before we get to Abraham, we get to Genesis chapter 17. Women no longer were going to give birth without pain. Now women, you got to go through pain. Thanks to man and woman who said God wasn't enough. Who said, God, you don't, you're not meeting all my needs. And how many know we say stuff like that? We say, well, you know what? Well, you know, well, you know, well, we don't know because when you allow Satan to become your provider, you're always wanting more. There's never enough, never enough money, never enough gas, never enough food. So God says, I need to get back in the picture. I need to get back in this picture. So God says, okay, let me get back in this picture. So he made a covenant with Abraham. Go to Genesis chapter 17, really quick. Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 through 2. A lot of stuff that took place, a lot of stuff that happened, a lot of things took place throughout this whole time. And Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, says, When Abraham was 99 years old, come on somebody, you're never too old, hallelujah. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am mighty God walking before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and I will multiply you exceedingly. Mm, mm, mm. Now listen to what I'm going to say here. In the original Hebrew, the text reads like this. My God said, I am Al Shaddai. Which literally means the provider of all. God is actually saying, I will be your father, your mother, your brother, your doctor, your lawyer, your grocery store. I'm your everything. Come on, somebody. I'm Al Shaddai. I am the Almighty. I am everything. I'm bringing back a covenant between me and you, and I'll give you everything that you need, but you got to get a hold of me, and you have to read my word and seek my word. Amen. He says, I will be your provider of all. My God. That, that sounds good to me. I don't know if sounds good to me. I don't know about you, but it sounds good to me. I don't know about you, but God has been our provider. Amen. Uh, God has been our provider. I, 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 know, I know when I have leaned on my strength and I, 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 I had lack. And I know when I have trusted God. You, you look at, uh, I want you to see really quick, uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. Let's jump to Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. Can you have it say amen? You got, you got it before me, just wait. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28. 28 verse 2 says this. And all these blessings, come on somebody, shall come upon you. And overtake you because you have obeyed the voice of the Lord 
your God. Mm, mm, mm. There is something when you listen to God's word. There's something when you obey God's word, church. When Abraham listened to what God told him, his name was changed to Abraham. From, uh, from the father to father of many nations. He, he, he changed him and began to supply and begin to meet needs. See, that's the God that we serve. We serve a God that takes care of us. Come on, somebody. We serve a God that is a provider. That's, that's a provider. And, he, and he, I like what he says. He says it very simple. All these blessings shall come upon you. Not just fall upon you, but they're going to what? Overtake you. I don't know if you've ever been overtaken by, by, by gifts, but it's like, oh my God, I can't hold this. Help me. Yeah, I'll never forget, I'll never forget uh, uh, a story that I heard years ago. There was a young girl who walked into a store, and she knew the store guy. And the store guy would tell her every day, go ahead and take a handful of candy, you can have it. And she would sit there, and she would not, not take it. He says, you can have a handful of candy, go ahead and take it. I want to bless you, go ahead and take it. And she looked at him, and she would just stand there. So he would literally reach in and grab the candy. One day he, 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 he grabbed the candy and he gave it to her and she opened her two hands and grabbed everything and she told him, why don't you grab with your hands? She goes, because your hand's bigger. Yeah. Come on somebody, because your hand's bigger. How many know God's hand is bigger than ours? God is bigger than ours and he'll give you more than enough that it will overflow, that it will overtake you. And then God says, I want to bless you because I want to cause it to overtake you. That's a full force blessing right there. Come on. I want to give you a full force blessing on your life. But you have to remember, I am the provider. Some say he's the provider. He, he, he's the provider. And when he's saying all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. See, what was he saying here? See, God was saying, God's promised to be the provider for every need. Every need spiritually, every need physically, every need mentally, socially, and financially. Come on, somebody. Amen. That, that, that's, you have to understand, not, not only is it materially, which materially is good, but mentally, where if you're going through mentally all these craziness, God said, I'll give you a peace of mind. I'll take away all the stuff that's going on in your mind and all the, all the stuff that's causing you to go all through these, 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 these physical changes. He said, I'll give you enough to bless you, to help you, to heal you, to restore you, to mend your physical body. Come on, somebody. That's the God that we serve. He provides health. He provides health. I'll never forget it, man, when my back was killing me and I couldn't do nothing. I would preach and I would go back and I'll lay down. Because why? Because my back was so torn. But I had to trust God. I had to stop saying I was sick. I had to stop saying it hurt me. I had to watch what I said. And when I stopped saying it, my back got better. Because why? Because what you say is a vehicle for spirits. I don't know about you. I'm not going to say I'm broke. I'm not going to say I'm in poverty. But I'm blessed. Come on, somebody. I'm too blessed, amen, to be stressed. Amen. So you have to understand, what have you been saying lately? What have you been speaking on your life? What have you cursed yourself with your own words? Job says these words, the thing that I mm, dreaded or the things that I spoke the most that come upon me. Should I rejoice only in the good times? He says, no, but also in adversity. So that means when everything feels wrong, you still got to say, God, you're good. Come on, somebody. Even though it don't, God, you're still my supplier. Even though it don't seem like it, you're still my supplier. 
It's funny how we don't get mad at, at when you, when, I don't know if you ever had a drug dealer. Hello, somebody. Or a candy supplier. You didn't get mad at him when he didn't have what he had. Oh, oh okay. Call me when you do. I'll be at the phone. There you are three days later. Hey, still got some? You didn't tell him, I'm leaving you now. I'm mad at you. Maybe you got mad at him, but you didn't tell him because he cut you loose. Hello. I know. Or somewhere else. But the reality is, is God is our supplier. He takes care of us. And God is our provider. Come on, somebody. Mm. See, in Kings chapter 17, church, when there had been no rain falling upon earth, he sent Elijah to the brook. Come on, somebody. And commanded the ravens to bring him bread and flesh. God took care of him. When Elijah could no longer drink water from the brook, God sent him to a widow's house who barely had enough meat in her, for her and her, her son, but God caused it to be more than enough. There was enough oil that never failed. Come on, somebody. God's a God that provides. You give him something to work with, he'll work with it. See, God has continued learning to, learning, amen, to show people he is the provider. We look at this, amen, he, here you see that God of the abundance in action, listen carefully. Remember when the psalmist said in, in Psalms 37 verse 25 says this, I have been young, but now I am old, but I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Oh my God. We got to hear that again. Psalms 37 verse 25. I have been young, but now I'm old. In other words, he's seen a lot through his ages. My God. But I've never seen, this is what he said, I've never seen, church, the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. He said, I've never seen my people Amen. Begging. Oh my God. He said, no, I've never seen them forsaken. I've seen them go through some stuff, but I've never seen them forsaken. I've seen them go through the fire, but I've never seen them burn up. He got to understand. God never said he's going to take you out of the fire. He said, I'll be there with you. Come on, somebody. When we went through, we went through. He was there for us. Look at today. He's provided. Come on, somebody. That's the God that we serve. We got to go through what we go through. See, not to get ahead of myself, but I, I, I want to show you something really quick. In Revelations, the Bible says, I got to show you the end really quick so you can know the picture. I'll give you that in between a little bit more because we got to go. Amen. The Bible says these words in Revelations. He said, they overcame them by the blood of the lamb and the word of their what? Testimony. See, it's something that when you allow... God to keep his covenant. God made a covenant with us. He shed the blood. He died for us. Church, see, understand that when we trust God, when we trust the Lord through what we go through, we trust God for who he is, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is our Savior. When we trust him, how is our testimony? Do you blow your testimony in the middle of your trial? Do you blame your testimony on the, on the, when God's trying to provide for you? 
But God says, I'm the provider. You just, you know, you just got to, you know, show me the money. Hello, somebody. Show me what's going on. Prove to me that you love me. You got to understand that he tells you you're going to be crushed, but you're going to get hurt, but you're not going to be crushed. You're going to go through all these different changes in Corinthians. He talks about it. He talks about how we're going to go through all this, but it doesn't mean we're going to die. Come on, somebody. We're not going to die. Amen. give you a couple more we're going to understand tonight we'd go on to Luke and we see Luke where, where Jesus amen is moved with compassion and in Luke chapter 9 verse 10 he talks about how he provided and fed 5,000 church 5,000 plus women and children he fed 5,000 men but that's not and that's not counting the women and the children and the elders it was more than that. See, God, and all he did it with was five loaves and two fish. So you give God something to work with, he'll work with it. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's why I'm telling you, your 10%, your 10% that we give to God is plenty. It's plenty enough to cause your 90 to be more than enough. And he calls it, amen, to expand and to grow. Because that's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. It goes on in, 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 in Psalms uh, 145. I mean, I want you to read one. We close with Psalms 145 really quick. Go to Psalms 145. 145, verse 8. 145, verse 8 says this The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, He's slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all. And his tender mercy all over his works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Mm-mm-mm. To make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. My God. His kingdom is going to last through all generations, church, to my generation, to the generation you just seen up here. Church, come on. It, 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 it. And what are we teaching our children? Are we teaching them God is our provider? Are we teaching them God is our provider? Or do we be teaching them lean on your own strength? Amen. And do, just do it like this. Are we teaching them to be young kids and learning to give? Learn to trust God. Because train your child up on the way he should go. And you never depart from the Lord. How are we, what, which way are we training him? To trust that God is a provider? Or no, we know, you know, you can't always trust the Lord. You know, when I first got saved, I'll never forget, I, got, I was already saved a year. And I thought I understood God, but I really didn't understand God. I'll never forget, uh, my, my close friend of mine, his dad got sick. We're in the home together, and, and we're doing ministry together, and, and his dad got sick. His dad was, was getting a bypass, and he needed the bypass, or he was going to pass away. And he came to me for advice, and he told me, he said, he goes, Edgy, he goes, what should I do? He goes, my dad needs, a, my, I'm in the home, and, and uh, my, my, my dad's going to get a bypass, and, and I don't know if I should be there, and you know, what should I do? I said, well, you know what, brother, God can't do everything. Here I am, learning God's word, 
knowing who God is. And therefore, I never forgot that. I told him, well, God can't do everything. He can't, God can't be everywhere. See how ignorant I was? But see, people are like that. When you go through something, you're like, well, well, I got to be there because, you know, and we put God, we go and eat of this tree. We go eat of the tree that we have no business eating. This tree of our own strength, this, the tree of want, the tree of, well, of insecurity, the tree of, of all of these weirdness. And you're eating that tree and you're giving it to other people. And you eat that tree in your house and you feed it to your kids. You take it out. And I told him that. And then I thank God he didn't leave. He stayed. And then the next day he told me, you know what? Hey, bro, I need apologies. I'm sorry for what I told you, man. I should have never said that. Because God convicted me that night. I said, man, God told me, what are you doing? And I, I was like, oh, my God. And so, but no, no, I'm lying. It wasn't the next day. It was, it was like, he, you know, he did take off alone. My bad. He's a pastor, don't worry about it. And I, and I, and I, and I talked to him and says, hey, man, what's going on, Jesse? Hello. I see him like a couple of weeks later. I told him, man, I'm sorry for what I told you. He said, oh, don't worry about it, man. He goes, I need to go anyways, all this different stuff. And I just told him, you know, I just want to apologize to you that, you know, God can't do anything. And I told him, God, you know, I should have never told you that. Come on, somebody. My ignorance of me eating of this tree that I have no business eating of, I fed it to him. And that's what I want you to know this morning. He says these words, and let's finish it going down to 14 really quick. He says, the Lord, the Lord upholds all the fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all looking expediently to you and you give them their food to do in due season. You open their hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. And satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. Come on somebody. Amen. Gracious in all his words. Verse 18 close right here. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. He says I'm near to you. I'm closer than you think. I'm just a call away. I'm just a call away. You call me and I'm near to you. But you've got to call me in truth. See, this morning, I want you to know that you have to trust the Lord. Fully trust God to be your supplier, to be your provider. Amen. Trusting Him, you're saying, I'm going to trust you financially. I'm going to trust you spiritually. I'm going to trust you mentally. I'm going to trust you. Come on, somebody. In every avenue of my life, with my kids and everything, I have to. I can't lean on my own. Listen, Kimberly, your own strength, you're always going to want. I know people who are in church always wanting, well, I, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. And I need the song. And I always want more in a job. And always want more in this. Always want more in that. It's like you can never have enough. Because you'll never, you'll know where your source is at. So tell me today, what are you feeding off? What are you eating? What, 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 what are you allowing to, to intake you? See, when we trust the Lord, when we trust Him, He provides for everything. Someone say everything. Everything. That means, you know what everything means in Hebrew? Everything. 
It's the same in English, Spanish, Chinese, and any language. You know, it's the same thing. Everything. Bible says, amen, everything. He'll take care of every need in your life. Stand with me this morning, church. Stand with me this morning. You need to know that God sees everything. Bible says that his eyes are moving to and fro. He sees, amen, every situation in our life. And he wants us this morning to trust him. We're moving into a new season. We're moving into a, a, a new adventure. We're going to a, a new thing in our walk with God as a family and as individuals and, a, and into a new ministry. And he's saying, trust me. Trust me. I have plenty. I've provided then, I'll provide again. Come on. I provided then. I'll provide again. You, you, need, you need peace. He'll give you peace. You need strength. He'll give you strength. You need, you need a, a, a fresh start. He'll give you a fresh start. See, what do you need from God this morning? He'll give it to you. We, we cannot do it in our own strength. We could only do so much. We could, only, we could only do as much as possible. But God can do the impossible. See, we can do the possible, but God can do the impossible. That's the God that we serve. He does the impossible. This morning, every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. See, God wants to know. Trust me. Trust me. Let go of self. Let go of your situation. I will provide I will provide of what you need from me. Remember you here this morning and say, Pastor, I don't know God. I, I want to accept the Lord Jesus in my heart. I, 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 need a, I need a fresh start. I need a new start in my life. If that's you this morning, I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. I need a fresh start, a new start. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Say, you know, I, I need a fresh start. Maybe you're here. Maybe you've fallen away. You drifted away. Say, Pastor, I, I need to get back with God. Anyone here? Just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you back there. God says, I, I, I would, I, I'm more than enough to restore you, to refresh you. If you lifted up your hand, I want you to come this morning. I want you just to come. Do you know what? I need a fresh start. I, I, need, a, I need a fresh start. If you lifted up your hand, I want you to come. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you this morning. Don't be ashamed. Hands went up this way. Hands came on that side. Come. You say, you know what? Here I am. Amen. Amen. Also, maybe you're here this morning. You say, Pastor, I need to trust the Lord fully. I need, I, need, I need to say, God, here, God, I need you in my finances. I need you. I need you in my life. I need you more than ever. If that's you this morning, I want you to come. I want you to come now. Come now. Now, say, God, here I am, God. I need you more than ever. I need you more than ever because of what's taking place in my life. I need you to show up. I need you to have your way. You, you did it then. I know you could do it again, God. I need to trust you like never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It, it's, it's been rough, it's been tough, but I, I need to rely on you. Church, you know, in saying all this, I need to tell you this. I was sitting with my wife the other day, and she looked at me, and she told me these words. Look at me really quick, she told me these words. Angie, having faith is hard. I said, yeah, it is. Having faith is hard because it takes all of you to surrender. Faith is hard. We had to believe, church. Listen, I, I, you, 
I had to believe for a church when everything looked wrong. When everything looked impossible, I had to still speak it. I had to still speak it. I had to, I had to come up here and preach it to you guys. I had to come up and still say it when, when, I, when everybody else was telling me there's no way, there's no buildings, there's nothing. I said, yes, there is. Yes, there is. I said, yes, yes. And everything was getting closed, getting closed. I said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then all of a sudden, uh, they didn't want to give us the loan. Yes, it is. Yes, they are. We're going to get the loan. We're gonna, we weren't getting the loan. I said, but we're going to get the loan. Yes. Because if I would have just sucked into that, I would have been like, oh, you're right. We can't. They were telling us, you, you, you can't afford it. I said, yeah, we can't afford not to get it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, the more they told us we couldn't, the more I knew God was. And I had to believe. I had to believe. I had to believe. And the more you guys trust God, it's going to, you're going to feel it. Because he's going to test you and he's going to challenge you. And he's going to find out, do you really trust me? Do you really love me, baby? Let me know. Hello. And this is the time where you got to say, God, here, God, I'll give you everything I, I got. Here I am, God. Take it from me. I believe the first thing God wants you to give him is yourself. God, here I am, God. Here I am. Second of all, you need to give God all the doubt. All the doubt that we have. Because the Bible says, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. There's a doubt that we have in us that needs to get God. Needs to get God. Third of all, you need to just say, God, I'll surrender all. That's it, that's it. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and give me a fresh start. I give you all my doubt and unbelief. I give you everything. I surrender to you. Give me the strength and the mind to believe like never before. Lord, I believe and I believe and I trust you for my finances, for my family, and for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just stay where you're at this morning. And I want you to just continue to pray. Just continue to pray. We're going to pray for you this morning and believe God. We're going to believe God that God is going to be able to change things around. He's going to give you a peace and a joy and a strength. He's going to begin to provide for you financially. He's going to begin to do things for you. Why? Because we're going to cry out to Him. We're going to ask Him, God, to restore what the cankworm trying to eat. Restore what the enemy trying to destroy. God, give back time to me, God, that I can get things done. Lord, give us the strength to stand, to fight, to believe, to trust, Father God. Right now, pray for your people. God, strengthen them and build them right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Begin to get a hold of God. Hallelujah.